Hey, good morning. Hope you are having a great start to your week. Uh, hello, Angie. Glad you could uh, make it on. And uh, if anybody else is on, say hello in the comments. Uh, so today I want to talk about radical obedience. Um, this is an essential focus for us uh, in unedited life for 2020. Uh, it's it's one of our boundary lines, and everything that we do is going to flow out of this boundary line uh, in 2022. And our definition of this is recognizing personal flaws and brokenness and choosing obedience anyway. We will agree with whom God says we are and live fully. And this is really about um, understanding that, yes, there are um, things that we have in our life that are, are, are we see as flaws or we see as broken, uh, but God still acts, asks us to uh, do things. And we need to be immediately obedient to what it is he's asking, regardless of what we see as a broken brokenness or a flaw. Right. And, and we, we agree with, with that, have a quick yes, quick follow through. And at the same time, we're agreeing with who God says we are. Right. We are not agreeing with what we see as flaws or what we see as brokenness. We're agreeing with who God says we are. And then we just live fully. Right. And so that's our definition of radical obedience uh, at unedited life. Right. And what we have to recognize is radical obedience is a life that we've been called into. Right. Being a disciple of Jesus requires radical obedience from you. And that is a guarantee. And we'll look at some some examples of that here shortly. But what what being a disciple of Jesus costs you is it costs everything. Right. You are going to. um come up against some things that will be challenging, right? And we say it costs everything because being a disciple of Jesus is giving up your control of your life to him, right? You are are being radically obedient to what it is he's asking you, to what uh, the Father's asking, right? And so I want to read a couple spots uh, in scripture real quick. We'll start in Matthew 19. Uh, and we'll read verses 16 through uh, 26. It says, Then a teenager approached Jesus and bowed before him, saying, Wonderful teacher, is there a good work I have to do to obtain eternal life? Jesus answered, Why would you call me wonderful? God alone is wonderful. And why would you ask what good work you need to do? Keep the commandments and you'll enter into the life of God. Which ones, he asked. Jesus said, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie. Honor your father and mother and love those around you as you love yourself. But I've always obeyed every one of them without fail, the young man replied. What else do I lack? Jesus said to him, if you really want to be perfect, Go immediately and sell everything you own. Give all your money to the poor, and your treasure will be transferred into heaven. Then come back and follow me for the rest of your life. When the young man heard these words, he walked away angry 
for he was extremely wealthy. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, Listen, do you understand how difficult it is for the rich to enter into heaven's kingdom realm? In fact, it's easier to stuff a heavy rope through the eye of a needle than it is for the wealthy to enter into God's kingdom realm. Stunned and bewildered, his disciples asked, Then who in the world can possibly be saved? Looking straight into their eyes, Jesus replied, Humanly speaking, no one, because no one can save himself. But what seems impossible to you is never impossible to God. This is an incredible story. He's asking this boy to give up everything, to give up his great wealth. And Jesus talks about how hard it is for the wealthy to enter into uh, the kingdom because it's not because he is against wealth. It's not because he is against uh, um, having resources to do things, but it's because it's because when I lost my train of thought, okay, he's not condemning wealth, right? What he is saying is, is that wealthy people often rely and put their strength and their trust and their faith in their wealth rather than putting their trust and faith in what God is asking them to do, right? In, in who it is that he says that they are. That's what's going on here. This boy is putting his trust in his wealth and saying he's kept all the commandments, but he's unwilling to give all that up to follow Jesus because that's where he puts his faith is in his wealth. So let's go to another story. It's uh, Luke 9, uh, 57 through 62. It says on their way, someone came up to Jesus and said, I want to follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, yes, but remember this. Even animals in the field have holes in the ground to sleep in and birds have their nests. But the son of man has no place here to lay down his head. Jesus then turned to another and said, come be my disciple. He replied, someday I will, Lord, but allow me first to fulfill my duty as a good son and wait until my father passes away. Jesus told him, don't wait for your father's burial. Let those who are already dead wait for death. But as for you, go and proclaim everywhere that God's kingdom has arrived. Still another said to him, Lord, I want to follow you too. But first, let me go home and say goodbye to my entire family. Jesus responded, why do you keep looking backward to your past and have second thoughts about following me? When you turn back, you are useless to God's kingdom realm. This is another example of Jesus asking for radical obedience. Right now, follow me. Don't look back. Don't think about the past. Just right now, follow me. Stop looking backward to your past and having second thoughts about following Jesus. Be radical obedient, just right away. And as I was putting this together, I was thinking about 
Jesus's life and, and thinking about how he was a, a great example of, of radical obedience. But being a great example doesn't necessarily describe uh, describe the best way of, of what Jesus did. He was more a uh, living embodiment of radical obedience, not just a good example, right? Not even just a great example, a living embodiment of it. Right? He says in uh, John 5, 19, Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. The son is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. I only do the works that I see the father doing for the son does the same works as his father, right? He was absolutely being radically obedient there. He was telling everybody he's not doing anything of his own initiative. He's doing what he sees the father doing. Right. And, and you have to also know that uh, Jesus was tempted just as we are. I mean, it's recorded that he was tempted in the wilderness after his 40 days of fasting. Satan came and tempted it three different times. And Jesus was in those times radically obedient to what he knew the father was doing and to and to what he knew the father had said. And he remained obedient there. There are, are two verses in Luke um, that describe Jesus's radical obedience throughout his life. Luke 2.40 says, The child grew more powerful in grace, for he was being filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. And in Luke 2.52, it says, As Jesus grew, so did his wisdom and maturity. The favor of men increased upon his life, for he was loved greatly by God. This is incredible, and it should be uh, encouraging and life-giving to you. Because as you look at Jesus as a child, he was growing more powerful in grace. The full uh, measure of grace didn't just come crashing down on him. He was growing more powerful in grace day by day, right? He was being filled with wisdom and uh, day by day. And he had the favor of God upon him from the moment of conception. And you have that same favor on you, right? He grew, so did his wisdom and maturity. Right? You right now are growing more powerful in grace. You right now are being filled with wisdom. You right now have the favor of God upon you. And each and every day you're growing in wisdom and maturity a maturity in the spirit. You should be excited about this. You should be letting this encourage you and build up your faith, right? In, in all things, Jesus was obedient. He chose obedience. And we have to remember that uh, this choice was made as John describes in, in the beginning of his gospel when they were face-to-face before creation that father, son, wrapped up in the spirit, face-to-face chose to do what they did. Chose to come, step into humanity, and be crucified to 
bring us back into uh, bring us back into the original uh, purpose, which was union or oneness, right? So there was a choice made there. And Jesus throughout his life was radically obedient to that choice. And because of his radical obedience, we get to live in continual union with the Trinity, right? The unbroken fellowship or communion, whatever choice of words you want to use, right? It's, it's exciting to think about and remember that Jesus remained fully God. At the same time, he stepped into humanity and was fully human. And after the ascension, now have a human, a man, sitting on the throne at the right hand of the Father. And because of our being pulled back into that original purpose of union or oneness, because of what Jesus did, we now get to be co-seated with that man at the right hand of the Father because of his radical obedience. So you have to be able to see how important radical obedience is to everything that you're going to do. There's a, a quote I heard from Bill Johnson Uh, In one of his teachings, I don't remember how far back it was, but he was talking about being being obedient to what God is asking you to do. And he said, delayed obedience is disobedience. Yeah, When you delay being obedient, you are being disobedient. He went on to say that uh, when you delay obedience, you diminish the power and the grace on the action God is calling you into. That is a radical thought. And it's a radical thought that demonstrates the demand for radical obedience. Right? The greatest power and grace are in uh, the immediate yes and follow through of what God's asking you. Now, any intentional delay is disobedience to God's timing. Unless he gives you uh, a delayed time to action, whether it's a, a hour, day, week, month, year, whatever. Right. It's not often you, you're going to hear him say in one week, I want you to go say this. Usually in that moment, he's saying, go say this, go do that. And it's radical obedience that he's looking for from you in those moments. When you intentionally delay doing what it is God's asking you to do, then you're just saying to him that you know better than God the timing of when you should follow through with action on what he's directing you. Your delay is just blowing God off and saying, you know what? I think I know better when that should happen than you do. You may not be saying those words, but that is the 
the message behind your delay. You know better the timing than God does. Radical obedience is going to stretch you beyond your comfort zone. It will absolutely pull you out of it. And if it doesn't make you uncomfortable, then it's just something that you have probably done numerous times before and already have faith for. And that's just simple obedience. Radical obedience is going to be uncomfortable while you get used to it. It takes some time. It takes practice. But the more you exercise some courage and some boldness to be radically obedient, it gets easier to to be obedient immediately. Give the immediate yes. Follow through immediately with action. It does get easier. And in the beginning, it's going to be difficult. But just do it. And remember that it will be full of power and grace. You don't have to worry about what people think because that what they think should not be your concern. Because if you start worrying about what they think, you're going to start trying to control the situation, change the timing, change the language, change the volume, which is trying to control other people's minds, trying to control the way they think about what you're saying or what you're doing. Don't worry about that. That is between them and God. You let Holy Spirit work on their mind. You do what it is he's asking you to do or deliver the message he's asking you to deliver and the timing that he's asking you to do it. And it will be full of grace and power, guaranteed. And you might be thinking that these are some some radical ideas uh, or extreme ideas. I would say, are they? Are they really? I I mean, at this point in my life, I'm no longer willing uh, to delay what it is my father's asking me to do or what it is he's asking me to say. And you got to understand that, uh, likewise, the senior leadership of unedited life is not willing to be anything outside of radical Radically obedient. It is a a strict boundary line that we are taking. And it is the primary and essential focus for us this year is to be radically obedient. Right. Recognizing personal flaws and brokenness and choosing obedience anyways. We will agree with whom God says we are and live fully. Regardless of what we see as flaws or brokenness, we are going to be radically obedient. No matter how big it is God says we are or calls us, we are going to agree with that immediately and start looking at who it is we are standing in the promise and live fully from that. Speaking of obedience, we know that there are those who are called to financially support you. you. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, there are those that are called to financially support you. 
Go to the website, click that Give button in the lower right-hand corner. In, in that radical obedience, you know, for, for us at UL, if we have to uh, stop doing something, if we have to take on more, if we have to call things out, uh, be bolder, think bigger, right? Be more comfortable comfortable with the unknown. Uh, then we'll do it without hesitation. We are committed with without any hesitation to radical obedience. It is simply the way we are going to live. And we are going to hold the people around us accountable to radical obedience as well. There, there is just no time for anything else. There's no time for delay. We will be quick with our yes, and we will be quick with our follow through with that action. So today, this is your invitation right now to join us in radical obedience, right? We want you to make it known uh, that you're on board with our essential focus for 2022. Whether you tell us personally, put it in the chat here, whatever it is, this is your invitation right now. Yeah, I knew I could count on you. Angie says, count me in. Definitely. Right. Then you need to let us know uh, what you're being radically obedient about. What is that thing you're being radically obedient about? What is the thing that you have been radically obedient about? If it's something you've already done, we want to celebrate it. If it's something that's coming, we want to be there to support you, to hold you accountable to that. That's something you we guarantee you can expect from us. We will hold you accountable uh, to the ask from our Father and to who it is that he's calling you. All right, Ben. Yes, we'll count you in as well. All right. Our big prayer for you right now is that you would accept this invitation, be fully committed to radical obedience, make it known that you are. Ask people around you to hold you accountable to what it is that you're being asked to do. Whatever that action is. All right, pursuing the audacious vision God has set before us no matter how crazy or big it seems. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I look forward to hearing from, from you guys. Um, I want to know, we want to know what it is that you are, are doing to be radically obedient. We want to hear and see your commitment. We want to celebrate your victories. We want to encourage you and hold you accountable to what is coming. All right, so get a hold of us. Let us know what it is.
All right. Y'all have a great week. And we will see you uh, back on here Wednesday morning uh, for unedited chats. And then uh, at the end of the week, Angie will be on with Life Up Here. So you can look forward to those. All right. Have a great week.